Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the All Nine Yards podcast. My name is Luke Lenler, and of course, today I'm joined by none other than Caleb Arthur, and we're going to be talking all things Week 10 in the NFL. Well, so uh, it's recording this Monday night. The the 49ers are up 14-0 on the Rams at the end of the first quarter, but uh, we will not be focusing on that game. We'll be focusing on all the Sunday games. So I don't really know where to start. I mean, I guess we'll just jump right into it. But uh, I guess we'll start in a pretty close one that features one of the uh, teams often featured on this podcast. The Saints visited the Titans in Nashville and kept it close throughout the entire game. But ultimately, a late Saints fumble and a, and a nice pass from Tannehill to uh, to Pruitt in the end zone gave the Titans the win. Caleb, what did you uh, what did you make of this Titans performance? You know, it was another one of those games where it was pretty ugly, but they still uh, came up with the win. Eight and two, obviously, best record in the AFC. And with the Ravens losing this week, it really does feel like they're they're gaining a a cushion where they can at least get a top two seed, maybe even get that bye. So I think it's just another one of those games where they did just enough, and uh, it's pretty much what I expected. And then for the Saints, they're on a little bit of a skid. I don't know exactly uh, how good of a team they are. I still think they have a really good shot at making the playoffs, though. But uh, I, I don't know. They're going to have to figure some things out, I think, if they want to have a shot at really maybe even winning a playoff game. It's interesting that you say that, um, that you think the Saints still have a shot at making the playoffs because, I, I mean, I'm going to be completely honest. I'm not really sure if I see it for this team. Um, they have shown to be extremely lifeless without Jameis Winston, <clears throat> for that matter. I don't think a lot of people predicted he'd be the one giving them all this life. But – they go and they beat the Bucks at home, and now they've lost two in a row. Falcons at home, Titans on the road. They face an absolute must win against the Eagles next week on the road. I think if they lose that game, um, they're 5-5 five and five and outside of the playoffs. I think they're in deep trouble um, because after that Eagles game, they have the Bills and the Cowboys in back-to-back weeks. Yes, they're both at home, but it's still a tough stretch. I mean, hey, this team has a very, very easy schedule. Uh, they play the Falcons, the Panthers, the Dolphins, the Jets, and the Eagles. Three teams below 500, then their teams above 500 are the Bills, Cowboys, and Bucks. So, I mean, I, I think it's doable for this team, but I still don't just I – don't, I don't see the talent amongst them right now. I mean, I don't think Jameis Winston is really that cru- massively crucial. I think there was a chance he's, this team could have collapsed anyway. But, I mean, I just – you're seeing now Trevor Simeon is not the answer. I'm surprised Taysom Hill isn't getting more stabs. Yeah. And, and really I'm just, I'm concerned about the direction of this team for the rest of the season because two games is a tough skid to happen in the middle of the year when you're fighting for a wild card spot. And man, I cannot overstate the importance of that Eagles game next week, because if you lose that, then you have to go to the bills on a short week um, on Thanksgiving, which is really tough. And then you have the Cowboys uh, not on a, not on a long week, actually on only a seven days rest uh, before the jets on a long week. So really, I think the saints team is, is facing a three game stretch where they kind of have to win. At least they, they have to win one. Two would be great for them if they can win two of the next three. But one is a crucial. They have to find a win somewhere in that Eagles-Bills-Cowboys stretch if they want to stay alive in this playoff hunt. Speaking of staying alive in the playoff hunt, the Indianapolis Colts cruised to, uh, I wouldn't say cruise, but they were up 17-6 after the end of the first quarter, and they ended up winning 23-17 over the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jonathan Taylor, once again, blessing fantasy owners all across the country. Carson Wentz not really having his best game, if we're being honest. But I think it was the Colts defense that won the game for their team today. So, Caleb, do you still think the Colts have a shot at making the playoffs in the AFC after this win? Yeah, I mean, it, this was actually a little bit closer than I expected. I think we both thought they would win very comfortably. The Colts have been doing that all year against 
subpar teams, but uh, the Jaguars definitely have gotten better. They definitely showed a lot of fight, but the Colts, uh, I know I was high on them earlier, but yeah, I'm really starting to struggle to find a path to the playoffs with the, you know, the Bills and the Buccaneers are their next two games, and they still got the Patriots who are looking really good on their schedule as well as the Cardinals. So I think their playoff hopes are pretty slim at this point just with how deep the AFC is. I think if they were in the NFC, they would definitely make it. But in the AFC, I just don't don't really see much of a path. But like you said, they, they did just enough to get the W and they stay alive another week. But uh, I think if you're the Colts, a lot is going to have to bounce your way if you're going to want to make the playoffs. Yep. Um, I think they're going to be very re- reliant on other teams and they're not a team that can really control their own destiny like some other teams that we're going to talk about later. But hey, I mean, like I said, it's been, a, it's been a year of runs for them. Started 0-3, split with the Dolphins and the Ravens, and now have won. They've won four of five, to be fair to them. Their loss was, was a really tough home loss against the Titans. I mean, I think we're talking about a, a legit playoff caliber team if they have that Titans win. That puts them at six and four. Um, but because they didn't win that game, Granted, it was bookended by some nice wins against the Jets and the Niners, but really I think they're going to have to prove that they can beat good teams before I'm going to take them super seriously as a playoff contender because their wins are over the Jags, the Jets, the Dolphins, the Niners, and the Texans. Um, I think that's four of those five teams are probably the four of the five worst teams in the NFL. Um, So I don't really think there's much to brag about if you're in Indianapolis, but we'll see how they can address the remainder of their schedule. It's uh, at the Bills versus the Bucks at Texans versus Pats at Cardinals versus Raiders at Jags. So they don't really have any sort of home stand or road trip. It's just away home, away home, away home. So um, we'll see if Carson Wentz can, uh, can step up and really it's going to be a, a tough stretch for them down the road to make that playoffs. Speaking of tough stress to make the playoffs, boy, uh, how the pendulum swings for Cleveland. They got blown out 45 to seven by the new England Patriots in new England. And I think, well, um, the Patriots did a lot to win this game. The Browns certainly didn't help themselves. They now sit in last in the AFC North. Caleb, what did you take away from this game, both on the New England side and on the Cleveland side? I mean, my my takeaway, like, obviously Cleveland didn't play very well, but uh, the pa- Patriots are really looking good. I had a lot of doubts about them, just with the talent on their roster and also to start the season, you know. They have a loss to the Dolphins that uh, was is looking worse by the week. but uh, And then they only beat teams like the Jets and the Texans, but they've come alive. They beat the Chargers, who I still think is a good team, dismantle the Panthers team, who's pretty, you know, decent, and then just demolish the Browns team that I still think is a good team. So the Patriots are just really clicking on all cylinders right now. I think they're at this point uh, sitting at 6-4 and four and looking at their pretty easy schedule the rest of the way. I think playoffs are at this point pretty much a lock for them. So uh, I I think if you're the Patriots, you have to feel super good about where you're at. Mm -hmm. And then if you're the Browns, I mean, they really fell back into that mix of those AFC teams that are going to be fighting for that last wild card spot or two. And uh, their games against the Ravens coming up, they got to win at least one of those. I think those are really important games, but uh they do get the Lions this week, so hopefully that can be a good bounce back game for them. But Cleveland really, after a great uh, win against the Bengals, that really asserted themselves uh, back into the uh, the front of the wild card conversation. They're kind of now just back in the middle. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with what you said mostly. I think it's um, it's a tale of two directions. The Patriots all of a sudden, are, I think, are ascending like crazy, and we're seeing um, just – 
unfortunately, as a non-Patriots fan, the rise of this, um, the rise of this Patriots team, they've won four in a row, won five of the last six. Their one loss was an OT loss to the Cowboys at home. It was really tough. Everything else I think has been a very substantial win aside from, from a close Chargers win and a close Texans win. Um, but other than that, two games, it's literally been three blowouts for them. They have the Falcons on a short week that I think is a very manageable game for a team that clearly doesn't rely on a speed and explosiveness too much to win games. Then they have the, then they have a Titans team. And I mean, I'm sorry. I think other, aside of, they have two games against the Bills, but other than that, I don't see if I don't see a game where where they're not the favorite uh, for the rest of the season. So even if they can split with the Bills, that would put them at uh, one, two, three, four, five, six wins, um, and that puts them at twelve, which is crazy to think. I mean, I don't think they'll get there. They'll probably end up winning ten or eleven because I'm sure the Colts might sneak in an upset, maybe the Dolphins in the last week of the season. But it's just it's crazy to think of the direction we thought of this team in um, after after their near win over the Texans, they were sitting at two and three with their only win coming over the Jets and then, and then a bad one against the Texans. Uh, and, and really it's just, it's crazy to see how far this team is ascended the ladder. And that's really, I think what we should come to expect from, from Bill Belichick coach teams, but on the Brown side, um, I don't think there's really a lot to say other than the fact that they just look like they got outgunned and outplayed. The injuries are really starting to hurt them. And Baker already wasn't playing too well. And I was playing with injuries in both knees his shoulder, his head, his chest. It seems like every part of his body um, is hurt. So I, I'm, I don't know. I'm concerned with how this Browns team is going to do. Like you said, they have the Lions next week, so they might be able to bounce back. But hey, the Lions have been playing a lot of people tough. So we'll have to see. Speaking of the Lions playing people tough, I'm sure you knew I was setting up that transition somewhere. Detroit visited the Steelers uh, this week and tied. Honestly, uh, I didn't watch the overtime of that game, but according to sources and according to the fact that I then watched all the highlights later, it looked like a high school JV football game um, between those two teams. There was fumbles on fumbles on fumbles. They ended up tying, which is very fitting. Uh, DeAndre Swift got 33 carries and Mason Rudolph threw the ball 50 times. Boy, oh boy, Caleb. I think there's a lot to talk about in this game, but really what was your uh, reaction after you saw this final score? I mean, yeah, like you said, uh, a tie felt like, I don't like ties, but a tie felt like, the, the fairest way to end this one because this was ugly. I don't think both team uh, both teams didn't deserve to win this one. Uh, it was just, especially the overtime was just so ugly. Uh, neither offenses could do absolutely anything, and uh, I think that's just you know c- kind of what we come to expect from both of these teams. We know that the Lions aren't very good, and we know the Steelers are run, run by their defense. But really, one of my biggest takeaways is it just kind of proves like how much the the Steelers are really going to be in need of a quarterback. I know Ben was out, but obviously he's not going to be there much longer and he's not that good as it is. And the fact that they still don't even trust Dwayne Haskins enough to start him over Mason Rudolph is a little bit concerning to me. And I think that answers any questions that he might be the future. So uh, the Steelers just, I, I just don't know how offense, how far you can go, but it's kind of funny because I was looking at their schedule and it really does feel like if they would have been able to pull out that Lions win mm-hmm. and be sitting at six and three, I think they'd have a very good shot at the playoffs. But I agree. now I don't know. They've just got their, their next two games against the Bengals and Chargers really, I think, are everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they're really going to be everything for both the Steelers as well as the two teams they play. Yeah. I mean, both games are on the road. I think we're entering one of the biggest stretches of AFC wildcard race football in what feels like forever. Um, really, we're just we're, we're, we're entering some, some massive matchups here. The Bengals play the Raiders next week. 
talk about the Raiders uh, in, in a second. So that's a huge game. The Bills and the Colts play. The Colts, I think, are honestly, I feel like they've been playing for their season for about five weeks now. Um, the Browns are, are playing a manageable Lions team all at home. But, hey, the Steelers just tied. Uh, like I said, we're, we're looking at a, a Steelers team that's going to play the Chargers on Sunday night football um, with in L.A. with the Chargers four and a half point. It's just there's chaos, chaos, chaos going on in the AFC right now. I mean, the week after that, we, we got matchups on matchups on matchups. Like I said, we have the Steelers and the Bengals playing each other. Obviously, it's Thanksgiving. I mentioned that Bill's Saints game, um, a Titans-Pats game that's probably going to be really important. It's crazy to say, but almost in deciding the seeding of the NFL. Uh, Rams and the Packers play that one's not in the AFC, but that's a big game too. Browns Ravens. It's just, it's great, man. It's great. We have some high quality football that matters seemingly every week now, um, especially in the American football conference. So you love to see it, but yeah, I, I just really want to echo what you said about Dwayne Haskins. It's just, it's shocking to me that he hasn't even gotten a look to be quarterback of that team. Um, they picked Mason Rudolph in the fourth round, what, like three, four years ago. And I feel like he's not, he's done anything, but prove he's an NFL starter. At this point, they just keep turning to him without Ben Roethlisberger, and you got to wonder where their future plan is somewhere. But, hey, I mean, good job of the Lions. They, they stopped the losing streak, but they still haven't stopped the uh, not winning streak. So, hopefully, Dan, Dan Campbell can find his first win somewhere else because I, I, just, I really want to see that man happy. Hmm. Speaking of upsets, uh, I guess this one really wasn't an upset, but I had to find a transition somewhere. I know this one was an upset, but, I mean, I don't know, whatever. You know what I mean. Bucks, Washington. Boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. This one in D.C. Brady didn't have a great game. And Taylor Heineke, I'm glad I'm started, I started you and my fantasy team because he had a beautiful afternoon for the Washington football team who also relied heavily on Antonio Gibson throughout the day. Man, um, I don't want to uh, uh, flex and take credit for picking Washington as the winner four months ago, but I did kind of pick Washington as the winner four months ago. In all seriousness, um, I, I'm really not sure what's what's going on with this Washington team. They had lost four in a row. Fitzpatrick's done for the year, it looks like. But Heineke's playing his hard out. They have a huge game against the Panthers next week if they want to resuscitate some momentum. But Chase Young got hurt. Caleb, what do you make of both this this Lions team, not this Lions team, this, uh, this football team and this, uh, this Buccaneers team after this matchup? Yeah, I mean, I guess. I mean, I know the Buccaneers beat them last year in the playoffs, but it just feels like Taylor Heineke just plays really good against the Buccaneers, I guess. Yeah, something um, like which that. Is weird, which is weird because uh, the Buccaneers have a good defense, but I don't know. Yeah. But honestly, I still just don't think that Washington has much life. I know they, you know, there's a very good possibility that an 8-9 and nine team is going to sneak into the playoffs in the NFC, but I still mm-hmm. don't even really see where they can muster up eight wins. So, my main takeaway is the Buccaneers. It's weird. They, they're on a, a, a two-game skid now, uh, had a bye week in between there, so they, they didn't fix really any of their issues over the bye week. So I think that just it's a little concerning. They're now in, in the fourth seed in the NFC, and I think we realize that the NFC is there's five teams in the NFC that are really good, and then the drop-off from five to six is huge. So you don't want to be the fourth seed because if you're the fourth seed, you're going to have to play either the Rams or the Cardinals, whichever one of those don't win the division. So I think that uh, not getting the four seed is, is really vital. But right now the Buccaneers are in a position now where they're probably the favorite to get that four seed. So I think the Buccaneers have really some issues that they need to fix, uh, especially on the defensive side if they want to repeat as Super Bowl champs. Yeah, I, I think it's, it's really going to be difficult for – uh, really, I mean, I you thought I was going to say Tampa after that, but I think Washington to make a playoff run at all at this point. Hey, I mean, I picked them to do pretty well before the season started, and they're not really delivering on that. But hey, they're not in last in the NFC East. That honor belongs to New York. 
But yeah, I mean, addressing Tampa Bay, it's just, this seems like, I think they can hope this is a blip. I mean, Hey, the bills lost to the Jags, not even two weeks ago. Um, and they came out and they just absolutely destroyed the jets uh, yesterday. So really, I'm not sure how much we should overreact to this. I don't think the, I think the Buccaneers are going to try their hardest to not get that four seed. And I, I still think the four seed is going to end up being the Cowboys because boy, man, the Buccaneers have an easy schedule for some Super Bowl champions. I mean, coming in second in their division was really clutch for them because that gives them a very easy schedule the next year. They have one, I, I think, legitimate contender left on their schedule, and it's the Bills, whom they play at home. Their next hardest game is probably the Colts on the road. Um, so that's that's kind of what you love to see, I think, if you're Tampa Bay. So I think they, they have a lot of chances to get their stuff together, and I think they, will, uh, they won't be the four seed, which is really all that matters for them. Still in the one o'clock games, I say, and uh, Falcons Cowboys. This one was a massive blow. Might as well get this out of the way quickly. But man, Cowboys scored twenty. Uh, sorry, thirty-six. My math is quick, unanswered. Uh, after the first quarter ended, and I mean, there really isn't much to say. Falcons aren't that good against good teams, and the Cowboys seem to do well and bounce back. So, do you think this Cowboys team can survive the race for the four seed, or are they still kind of bound to that to that four seed? Yeah, I mean, this was a big big win for them, really that they're still a great team and I think we both kind of thought the Falcons might come out a little flat after uh, a big uh, emotional win over the Saints so uh, the, the Cowboys have a huge game next week in the Chiefs I think that's going to be a great litmus test for for both teams but uh, the Cowboys like you said I, I the goal is just to uh, avoid that four seed and it's it's really going to come down to can they beat a team like the Chiefs or the or even the Cardinals so and, and can they do pretty good at the rest of their division games because still uh, five of their six division oh, four so yeah four of their six division games they haven't played yet mm-hmm. so uh, it's really just going to be interesting to see but I was super impressed I don't care who you are winning any game in the NFL 43 to 3 is super impressive so uh, yeah. I think Cowboys were with a big winners uh, of the week bouncing back Yep, I agree. I think a bounce back game was really important for them. Um, but these next three games uh, at the risk of stealing an ESPN headline will determine their fate because they have the Chiefs on the road, the Raiders at home, and the Saints on the road. I think if you drop all three, you're really screwed. But I don't think this kind of is the kind of team that will drop all three. Hey, we know how the Raiders like to collapse, and boy, do the Cowboys love to win on Thanksgiving. So that should be really an impeccable matchup. But But yeah. Let's see what one o'clock games have we not talked about? Yes. Oh yes. I mentioned them earlier. We get back to them. The bills and the jets, another just absolute blowout monstrosity. The jets scored 14 points in garbage time to make it look like they tried. They really didn't. Mike white had four interceptions. So I think talk of him being a franchise quarterback is gone now, but Caleb, do you think the jets have kind of put to bed the idea of white white starting over Wilson for the rest of the year? Um, Or is he still in the conversation to do that? And really, what do you make of the bills after this game? You know, here, here's the thing. Yeah. We haven't, uh, we haven't been able to talk about Zach Wilson much because he's been out, okay? But this is this is really a, a perfect opportunity to do such. I I, just, I don't like to see anybody, you know, not do good, but it was really, you know, just, just nice to see. I think people were really overreacting to say that, oh, my God, Mike White's better than Zach Wilson. Obviously, Mike yeah. White has been a backup for a reason. We see this a lot. Backups are good at first, but uh, – He's a backup for a reason, so I think that was kind of just a little bit of a fun story and an overreaction. But uh, I don't know. The Jets are weird. They they can uh, beat good teams, but at the same time, they uh, they get blown out a lot. So uh, we know the Jets aren't very good, but uh, I still can't pin exactly how good slash bad they are. And then the Bills, again, I think we both call, call the big bounce back week. Feels similar to the Cowboys, you know. Bad loss the week before. They rebound against the 
subpar team, but still an impressive win. Yeah, uh, ultimately it was it was a nice uh, game for the Bills. I think again they're going to try to address that address that Jaguars game as, as more of a blip than anything because now you're looking at a team that um, has really played impeccably. They've won six out of the last eight, and I think they're feeling good. So this Bills team could be scary come January. Who knows? But yeah, this is the Mike White situation. I think people kind of overreacted, especially when it's New York, you're going to get those kind of reactions. But ultimately, I think Zach Wilson is still their long-term guy, even if there was any question about that, which there shouldn't have been. We move to the four o'clock games now, and the Eagles absolutely blew out another kind of blowout the, of the Broncos on the road in Denver. It's crazy. It's almost like somebody called this <clears throat> me, but really, I think it was an, it was a nice game for Philadelphia. They their defense finally played really well. They had a nice run game. Hertz played the best game was honestly I feel of his career. Um, really, uh, there's a lot to play for. I think in this NFC race. And do you think that this Eagles team can be a playoff contender, Caleb? No, no, I don't. <laughs> no, you don't. You're still hating on this team. You look at their schedule. Okay, I'd like to point out, I said this uh, at least three, four weeks ago, that I think they can make they can make a run. But look at the Philadelphia Eagles schedule. I mean, I feel like I've brought up schedules about a thousand times this episode, but they still play the football team twice. They play the Giants twice. They play the Cowboys once in the last game of the regular season. They play the Saints at home, and they play the Jets on the road, and their bye is in their summer. They play one one team with a winning record over the rest of the season. One team, Caleb. You really can't cut them some slack and think they could get to like eight wins. Because look well, at this. I mean, I mean, I guess so. You know, I think it's going to be really interesting to see how they can do against the Giants in, in Washington. If they can split, it's going to be crucial that they go two and zero with with against at least one of those two teams if they want to have a shot at the playoffs. But uh. Mm-hmm. I think that Saints win, I, oh, the Saints game next week, I think that's really, we talked about how important it was for the Saints, but I also think if you're the Eagles, if you win that one, then I will take them seriously as a, a playoff contender if they win that one. That's my, that, that'll be my deal. All right. I mean, that's a good deal, but I, you, you don't even have to take them seriously to, to think about it now. I mean, you look at this NFC playoff race and like we said there's five good teams and there's absolute carnage and chaos behind them hey the Niners are still up on the Rams but the Seahawks just got killed um I'm just saying I think this is a possibility all right uh that's it for the Eagles game we move now to the other 425 405 games well I think we'd have to get here eventually and the Panthers and the Cardinals my 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 what a game that was. Cam Newton, in his own words, he's back. P.J. Walker had a very nice game. Didn't really do anything too flashy, but only threw seven incompletions. Christian McCaffrey doing his whole shtick. Uh, didn't have a touchdown, but gave everybody 25 fantasy points in PPR, which is what you love to see, I think, if you're um, Christian McCaffrey fantasy owners. And the Cardinals lost their second game, second at home. I mean, I, I just think this was a, the Cardinals were a victim of circumstance in this one. They didn't have Kyler Murray, and it was very evident. The offense couldn't get anything going. Panthers defense played well, and all of a sudden they've lost two of their last three. Is there any reason for concern, or did you really never think the Cardinals could have won the NFC West in the first place? Well, I think it depends. It does sound like Kyler Murray will be back next week, so I think that's big. You know, we just talked about this with Mike White. This is what happens with backups. Colt McCoy looked good against the 49ers last week because it was, you know, he hadn't played this season, really no tape on him recently, and then here we go. They play the Panthers when he's had, you know, some tape on him from the previous week and he's not good and the Panthers win. So I think that's just another one of those backup things that we, we come to expect at this point. But uh, you talk about the Eagles. I actually, am, I'm looking at the schedule here. I think the Panthers right now should be the favorite for that, for that seven seed. They have play Washington next week. 
I think that's a win. I think you can beat the Dolphins. You can beat the Falcons. And then if you can just get one win in that last four, they play the Bucks twice, the Saints and the Bills. If you can win at least one of those, I really do think then you have to, to say this Panthers team is going to sneak into the playoffs. So uh, yeah. I think that was just a massive win for them yesterday. And it really – I kind of written the – Witting them off, and now I look at their schedule, and it really does feel like that just that that win yesterday really just brought this team back to life. Yeah, I mean it's a miracle what not having Sam Darnold as your quarterback can do in an offense. Because boy, oh boy, did they put up points. Cam Newton's back, um, and he's just doing his whole like pr- practically a Renzo red zone running back shtick. I think they're still going to go with the two quarterback system with Cam and PJ Walker. And hey, I mean, like I said, I don't think PJ Walker played too badly. But, but yeah, I mean, like you said, this game is absolutely huge. When I talk Eagles, I don't really think of them as a six seed. I think of more of them as like a seven seed sneaking in barely at the end. Um, but yeah, I think we're definitely going to get two teams from the AFC South in this playoffs because whoever comes in second in that division is going to probably have eight wins. And that's probably, yeah. I mean, I think we might be looking at eight wins as the magic number in the NFC, maybe nine, but it certainly is not the 10, 11 number that it is in the AFC. That's for sure. But yeah, that's, that's kind of, it's a big win for the Panthers and it's important for them. Moving on, another uh, NFC wildcard uh, chasing team, as, as well as another AFC wildcard chasing team. But the Vikings beat the Chargers in LA 27-20. Caleb, I was saying there's a chance. I, I was saying that the Vikings would probably rally for Zimmer at some point in the next upcoming games. I pinned it to be against Green Bay next week. Um, however, I mean, after this one, it, could they beat Green Bay still next week? And then they have games against the Niners and the Lions that are both manageable. Steelers at home, Bears, Rams. Caleb, is, are the Vikings back or are we overreacting a little bit? No, I, I don't think we are. I think similar to the Panthers, just really brought life back into them. They're four and five and, you know, they split with the Packers. There's five, you know, they beat the Lions at six. If they go, you know, let's say they go one and one between the Niners and the Steelers at seven. And then they got the Bears twice, you know. Yeah. So if even if, if they win both those, that's nine. Even if they win one, that's eight. So I think this is going to be at least an eight-win team, which uh, that's very – that you could possibly get in the playoffs with that. And they have uh, – they beat the Panthers head-to-head. So if it, it would come to that, that that would that could uh, end up being a really big thing for tiebreakers. So I think similar to the Panthers, you know, this is a, a team that has newfound life. And then I think if you're the Chargers, I'm really – I'm starting to get concerned about them. They, uh, they lost to the Patriots, then they barely beat the Eagles, and then they lost to the Vikings. Uh, uh, we'll talk about this later when we do our preview uh, next episode, but uh, I think that Chargers-Steelers game uh, next week is super massive for both teams, and I think we're looking at a game where it's very possible winner of that game makes the playoffs and loser misses. I, I think that... Uh, yeah. It's just a huge stretch here for the Chargers, and they play the Bengals in a couple weeks. So uh, Mm -hmm. if they're going to want to get back on track, they've got to do it quick, or they could be in danger of missing the playoffs. Yeah, uh, really. I think this is uh, a a tale of almost two directions. At least in terms of the uh, Chargers, they really have not played too well recently. I think there's been a lot of concerns about inconsistency even before the season started, but now we're looking at um, uh, a pretty – shaky team to say the least they had three impeccable wins um in weeks three through what was that uh five of the season at chiefs versus raiders versus browns but since then they've kind of fallen off the map like you said they got blue they got blown out by the ravens on the road um they lost to the patriots in a tight one at home just lost to the vikings in a tight one home and beat the eagles barely in a tight one on the road 
So like you said, I think it's all going to come down to that game next week for them because this AFC West is tight. And while I do think Vegas and Denver are going to end up collapsing, the AFC wildcard race is even tighter. So we'll have to see. On the Vikings side, um, I hate to be a party pooper, but I feel like we might be overreacting just a tad to this Vikings team because I am going to stick to my guns and say this was really a win-it-for-the-coach type game. Um, Even before the season started, I picked them to beat the Packers next week. I don't know how I'm feeling about that pick anymore. I do think they'll, they'll, they'll take one between the Lions and the Niners, but hey, if the Niners win tonight against the Rams, maybe, who knows? And again, that also could be a winner-for-the-coach type game. But like you said, they don't have the hardest schedule in the world. But I just I fear that we are overlooking the fact that they just got um, that they just lost to Cooper Rush two weeks ago and then lost to the Ravens last week after blowing a late lead. And really, I don't know. It's the the Green Bay the the Green Bay game is huge. I think if they win that, yeah. they're in a pretty good spot. But if they, I just I don't want to overreact to them too much because I, I think a lot of people made this mistake with the Broncos after they beat the Cowboys. Like, oh, you know, they, they could still be in the race. And that's what a lot of people are saying about the Vikings. But really, um, the Broncos ended up kind of not doing too well. Uh, they just lost to the Eagles by a lot at home. So we'll see what the Vikings can do next week, really. I think another it's another important game. Wow. Next week, uh, it's going to be great in the NFL. Speaking of that team, the Vikings will play Seahawks. Pack. Man, my transitions have just been flawless today but the seahawks visited the packers in our first snow game in the nfl season packers absolutely manhandled them it was 17 nothing it was it was good old-fashioned wisconsin football until the fourth quarter it was three nothing entering the uh the final quarter of the game but ultimately the packers won 17 nothing and shut out the seahawks for the first time in the russell wilson era caleb is the seahawks season over or can they still claw back some momentum to try to scrape that last playoff spot you know, I, I said last, even last week, I think I, I kind of like the Seahawks team to make a run and make a real playoff push with Russell Wilson back and, and just how weak the NFC is after those top five teams. And uh, I know the Packers really good team. I think you might even could could make an argument that they're the best team in the NFL right now. But man, I just I didn't love what I saw. Russell Wilson, I know it's his first game back, so there's expected to be some less but I, I I just don't I just I don't know I feel like there's there's just a lot of holes on this team I feel like they're not very innovative on offense and I just don't just really don't love what I'm seeing uh I think if you look at their schedule uh eight wins is still very possible some would even say likely which uh-huh. uh, could potentially get them in the playoffs so it's not season over yet but uh, they've got a huge stretch coming up uh, against the Niners soon and uh, Washington, I think you got to win both of those in the next two games. But uh, mm-hmm. for the Packers, like I said, I think you can make a real argument they're the best team in the NFL right now. I really like what I saw. I mean, they won 17 to nothing, despite Aaron Rodgers not even playing that great. So uh, I really do think this is one of the most well-rounded Packers teams we have seen in quite some time. Yeah, uh, well, it's it's good for me, at least the guy who picked them to win the Super Bowl preseason. But Oh boy, we were going to get to this phrase eventually this episode, but man, the Packers really flexed their muscles in that one. I think they kind of, um, they listened to the, the, to the media noise that some bozo who hosts his podcast with his friend said that they might lose. That, that was me. But, um, and, and they came out and they, they destroyed the Seattle team, which granted has a lot of holes, but also really didn't play well at all. Um, so I think this, this Packers team can be very proud of where they are and how they got here. Like I said, I think they look at that, um, what is that? That uh, that Vikings game a little different 
to others. Um, but I think they look at it as like, a, okay, we should probably squash this bug. I think the Vikings look at it as a huge win opportunity. So the, the, the Packers are on trap game watch next week is kind of all I'm saying, because they have the Rams after that at home. And that's a huge game they might overlook, but uh, at least for now, um, Green Bay, like you said, I think it's definitely looking like one of the best teams in the NFL. I'm not sure about the best, but hey, I can't really think of off the top, but off the top of my head, I can't think of anybody massively challenging them right now. So uh, good for Green Bay. Uh, they really bounced back from that early win. It, it's it's uh, we'll see how they can can how they can balance the drama that Aaron Rodgers is ca- causing um, with with success over the rest of the season. But really, it, it, it'll be a, it'll be indicative of how they can move as a team and how Matt LaFleur can coach to see how they succeed. All right, last game, Sunday Night Football. Caleb, you're almost free to go watch the Rams and the 49ers halftime show. But Chiefs Raiders in Las Vegas. And <clears throat> you ready for it? Has Thanksgiving come early? Because, oh, my God, the Raiders look terrible. We have to make this joke every podcast about Thanksgiving coming early because, boy, oh, boy, did the Raiders get swallowed up by that passing game. Um, really, it was just not a great performance from them in general as uh, – um, the Rams just try to fake field goal in, in, in the, in the game. I'm sorry. I, I have it up right next to me as I'm recording this and they just try to fake field goal. What they do? I had the Rams kicker, man. Why, why you got to do that to me? But yeah, I mean, this Raiders team, they just lost to the giants and they lose to the chiefs right after they have an absolutely massive game against the Bengals next week. Again, it's nothing you can't overstate because if they lose that they're five and five and they're looking at a tough second uh, half stretch, including a lot of divisional games. They really, I don't think have a massive shot of winning. So really it's going to be, it's a, it's going to be a big test for this team. I mean, they lost, come on, they lost their play caller. They lost their best deep throughout. I'm shocked. They're still in it regardless, but really this Raiders team, I think they might be uh, starting to collapse. And Hey, I think the chiefs are the, uh, are the first annual winner of the, their back award. I didn't give it to Cam Newton notice me, but, um, but yeah, they, they, they've suddenly won three in a row. Uh, one of which very handily, the other two, not so much, but Hey, they're on top of that division somehow, some way they are. And Mahomes just, through 400 yards so it's kind of what i have to make about that but caleb what, what did you think of this game yes november has come the waiters collapse here we go yes sir baby it was inevitable i i know you hope the the uh the collapse continues next week but oh uh, i do trust me i i really do but yeah i think the waiters are really playing for the season next week so mm-hmm. that'll be interesting to watch we have the chiefs somehow they're, they're first place in the division again so uh, I guess things are returning to order. Uh, it looks like the Chiefs, though, uh, could be playing the Patriots in the first round of the playoffs in the four or five matchup. Should be so that would be game. that would be very interesting to see. But uh, yeah, I, I think the Chiefs. I mean, this was really impressive. It's just one game. Don't want to overreact too much, but it really does uh, feel like they're really getting their mojo back. So uh, this could be a dangerous team. I mean. They're favored against the Cowboys next week, so clearly Vegas thinks that uh, the Chiefs are back. So I guess um, it's going to be just interesting to see because this is another team we've kind of written off as, yeah, they're a playoff team, but not a Super Bowl contender. So uh, things could really change in the next couple weeks if the Chiefs keep this up. I think they'll reintroduce themselves as a Super Bowl contender. Yeah, this is really turning into a, a very important stretch for everybody in the NFL, seemingly. But the Chiefs especially, um, because they, they now have a chance to kind of establish themselves yet again as as a, as, a, as a premier threat in the AFC. But yeah, that'll conclude this episode. I got to flex your muscles in. I got a lot of schedule reads in. Um, Caleb got uh, some, some flat talk in. 
And, uh, and yeah, we'll talk to you guys next time. Thank you so much for listening. Boy, oh boy, can the Rams give the ball to Daryl Henderson and Matt Gaymore, please. And thank you. Um, that was more of a personal thing, but, uh, make sure to follow the podcast on Instagram. You already know. And, uh, and yeah, we'll see you guys next time. Thanks for listening.